below. I am the genuine real electro algorithmic total numerical efficiency sorting system. You know, the greatness meter from that was great, wasn't it? Keith is under the weather and having trouble talking. Miracles, am I right? But fear not, season 2 of that was great will not be delayed. Crane kicking off September 9, 33 years to the day it originally debuted, will be jumping on the Cobra Kai coattails to cover the Karate Kid. Join Keith and his friends. And me of course, as we reminisce on our youth via the nostalgic power of a Saturday morning cartoon about Mr. Miyagi, Daniel, and Taki. Wait? Who the hell is Taki? How is she tied to the shrine? Wait? What the hell is the shrine? This seems a long way away from the Ore Valley. Subscribe today. Obviously there will be continuity details from week to week you'll need to keep up with. Follow us on Twitter and Insta and how great was that? Until then, we look forward to you listening. Did he make me say crane kicking off? Because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. <laughs> <laughs> this is part of the lore now is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the US Army. Why well, this is always a challenge. It's always hunting season. <laughs> it's always hunting season. Are what is commonly known in the trade as restraining cuffs. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it doesn't matter anyway. They didn't send me the key. <laughs> and uh, uh, what is this? A Tijuana phone book? No. This is my 20 easy lessons. See? Here's a chapter on how to follow men. Hey? Here's a chapter on how to follow women. And here's a chapter on how to follow men disguised as women. <laughs> you see, Grandpa? I am too a detective. <sighs> Hello and welcome to another amazing, groundbreaking, one-of-a-kind, genre-defining episode <laughs> of The Monster Hunters, the only show that dares, dares to shun millions, billions, trillions of hours of unique, brand new, entertaining, streaming content, all to watch a 60-year-old-ish sitcom about a Frankenstein monster and his grotesque family. My name is Derek, and I'm a monster hunter, and joining me alongside, uh, uh, se- seated at the monster headed ta- Frankenstein-headed table. Boy, I was on such a roll, I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> the Frankenstein-headed table is Sean DMC himself, Keith. Hey, what's up? It's Keith, and I, too, am a monster hunter. Yes, and sitting there with Sean DMC across the table, playing that, that game where you put your hand out and then stab it uh, stab in between your fingers with a sharp <laughs> knife you know what i'm talking about that well terry knows because he's doing it it's the dr dre of terry dr dre of terry kansas hello i'm a monster hunter i'm surprised you guys recognize me with my fake mustache and my glasses and my new hat you're not you're kansas vicroy this time kansas vicroy in disguise yeah, undercover that's, uh, agent Kansas. That's what they call me. Agent mm-hmm. Kansas. That's yep. a pretty good superhero name or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> very specific, but you know what? Yeah, we could. I've use been them. watching uh, My Hero Academia. Oh yes, with, uh, with my oldest, and we love it. But that's like 
uh, Agent Kansas Quirk. Yeah, center. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's always at the center of everything. <laughs> Geographical center, of, Geographical yeah. center of the United States. Yes. Yep. That's well, me. how are you boys doing? I'm, I'm doing, doing good. good. Yeah, oh, I've been, you know, hunting for clues, looking for any sort of sign about the next Monsters episode, and yeah, I think uh, I'm getting hot on the trail. I'll tell you what, halfway to this one, I was like, boy, I wish there was a clue for the next one. <laughs> I wish I could just <laughs> jettison to the next episode, <laughs> call it a day. Yeah, there is a moment. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, there's a few. Based on on how quick the uh, the cold open is, I was like, wow, this is gonna be a quick episode. And no, then it wasn't. <laughs> well, I just assumed that they had to have such a quick cold open because so, I got such a beefy uh, yeah. story they have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing they could have cut out. No, at all. <laughs> no, and and we're talking about season one, episode twenty three. Follow that monster. But before we do that, before we we're going to follow up. No, that's a terrible segue. Before we follow that monster, we're going to follow Derek. Yeah, there we go. Boy, Keith, that's why you are the segue king. Uh, before we follow that monster, follow me. Uh, I'm going to grab a candle, go down the hallway. We'll watch out for the low-hanging fruit, the Twizzlers, the red turds, the cobwebs, all the other stuff. Open the gate. Look at the ghosts. They have escaped my containment unit, <laughs> uh, otherwise known as a vacuum. Uh, we are here in the cathedral of, uh, the monster almanac on the shelf. There's tons of movie to book translations. What are those called? Uh, adapt, right? What is yeah. that called? Not adaptions. Is it novelizations? Uh, novelizations it of movies. I like the movie to, <laughs> movie to book translations. Translations. It's, it's yes. those, uh, Indiana Jones comings and goings and leavings. Mm-hmm. Oh, Indiana Jones comings on the table. And then uh, there it is, the giant tome. It's getting bigger and heavier every week, it seems. Let me get it off there. Blow off the dust. Creak it open. Blow off more dust. Drop to one knee. Hold it up. Present it to Keith so we can read it. Like, what do I call you? A preacher? No. Priest. Priest. <laughs> like a preacher man <laughs> a preacher. Uh, the only one that could ever read the almanac was the monster hunter preacher man yeah the only one <laughs> was the monster I'm, I'm, hunter preacher I'm, man yeah i'm the only one uh fluid in uh uh monsteries yes so oh, yes hold yeah, on yep. mm-hmm. we gotta do this for the monster hunter tidbit tidbit fit shit boy there's just so many words anymore factoid fact of the week psalm of the week Uh, yeah, uh, this week we are going to uh, we're going to open up uh, Kitty, uh, book book six. Oh, sure. <laughs> I, thought, I thought we were going to uh, dissect a cat. Uh, <laughs> nope, nope. Uh, six ten. But we've been, we've been hanging out in all the pet chapters, haven't we? No, no. Hold on. All right, you know what? Let me close it. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Tap it. All right, let's open it back up. Oh, oh. I thought you were going to be like, here we are. Turn this car around. We're yeah, going right back doing it. Yeah, no, we're not doing this today. Forget it. No. <laughs> uh, no, no. All right, fine. We are, uh, we're in uh, Herman 610. Oh, oh Herman Classic. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, ugh, hold, on, hold on. Hold on. Let me, let me flip a few more. Hold on. Let me adjust a few more pages. Just stop it. No, no. All right. We are at Herman 1950. 1950. Yes. Nice. Mm, okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, now, uh, in looking up some things here, 
was looking at the trivia on IMDb. Oh boy! And uh, going through, and I was, you know wanted to add some new things to the almanac, some new factoids and stuff like that. And I came across uh, TV Guide's fifty greatest TV dads of all time. Oh boy! I'm, as of two thousand four. Now oh, I went man. to TV. I went to the TV Guide website. I couldn't even find this list there anymore. I searched up a whole bunch of things. Aww. Everything references is back to the same list from 2004. So, uh, it's an 18 year old list. This list is old enough to vote. It is. It <laughs> is. And I'm sure it would be, uh, happy to vote a couple extra people onto this list that aren't there. Oh. But, oh, um, this is what I was, I, I really, I leading up into, you know, coming over to, to go to the, Mon- the Frank Monster headed table, I was scrolling through trying to find, some sort of updated list, but even like IMDb, you look it up and it just listed based off of the 50, uh, the 50 greatest dads of all time. Actually, I think they made one small change. And that's because of, uh, the number one on the list, but, um, Herman Munster comes in at number 19, 19. number 19. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's that's of, uh, yeah. And I mean, if you think about it from, you know, so the last 18 years, I'm just a decent amount of other TV dads. Oh, uh, that have come out there. Um, uh, Eric Taylor on Friday Night Lights did show up on a couple other lists I saw, but none of them were like the full comprehensive. The, the other lists I did find were like since 2010 or you know stuff like that, like where they didn't really have anybody from any older shows uh, as well uh, to compare to. But you know, uh, so like Eric Taylor or the Bluth from oh uh what's, what's that show uh Arrested development yeah. thank you thank you or the um the modern family dads etc so they had a lot of more uh upfront you know like things from like the last 10 years or so on those lists uh but this was the only one that seemed to like cover a very large amount even if it did stop in 2004 um so i thought i would just go over what uh you know like the the top 10 yes yes top 10 can, i mean can we I, guess uh yeah i mean if you would like to guess at a few hmm well, uh, you guys want to uh, make two or three guesses as to the the greatest dads of all time? Yeah, yeah. And I, I can tell you if they fell into the top fifty or not, and then I'll run down the top ten. But this list is from two thousand four. Yeah. Oh, so just yeah. So that's yeah. So just like you know, that could be tricky. Oh, boy. Now, is the only reason you're using this list is because it's the only one that had Herman Munster in it? <laughs> uh, well, it's, it, I mean, I couldn't find anything else that uh, spanned like the the early years of tv so yeah it's a, it herman's on this list because it's tv guides top 50 tv dads of all time but they haven't bothered to update their lists in 18 years either well so i mean okay that's fine maybe he okay you know what maybe he's not 19 anymore but i doubt he's off the top 50 uh, i don't I would, know i'd be, I I'd be willing to, here i'd be willing to say he's still in the top 25 i don't know i just went to some other website that says 40 best tv fathers and it is uh, has some more recent ones on here, uh, because what's his face from Shit's Creek is on there. But oh, oh yeah, there ain't no Herman Munster. That's why I asked. Uh, but let's uh, let's pretend I didn't ask, and let's right. let's well, talk. I was about... also taking TV Guide as a as a credible source. <laughs> mm, yes, I yes. think they're the most credible source when it comes to TVs. And I mean, they, they are a guide for TV, so I thought mm-hmm. this would this would work and yes I, I was really hoping i would find something that was a little bit more updated um with maybe some of the more modern day uh fathers that are in there i found one that had walter white on the list 
don't think mm-hmm. he's a very good father um, to be on the list. I don't know. Yeah, but... that's the question. Does it mean like is he like like actually like good at being a dad, yeah. or is it just like or great is he a dad? character who happens to be a dad? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think this list is who are actually really good fathers. Oh, okay. And are also on on the list. You guys want to toss out one or two names each? We'll see where they are on the list, and then after that, I'll run down the top ten if you haven't caught any of them. So this is two thousand four. So I gotta yep. keep that in mind. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, the dad from Leave It to Beaver. All right. He is on the list. He came in at number 28. Number 28. Ward, Ward Cleaver. Yeah. 28. So Herman beat him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Homer Simpson. All right. He also is on the list. Number 35. Dang. All right. All right. All right. So I think just... over I think over time, uh, over like 18 more years, I think Homer probably moves up that list breaks into the top 20 at some point. Yeah. Okay. Um so this is 2004 mm-hmm. Cliff Huxtable. Ding 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 number 1 on Whoa. the list. Yeah. Okay. Who's Cliff who is that? I don't know. That's, from the Cosby uh, show. that's Bill Cosby from uh-huh. the Cosby show. <laughs> okay. And I do believe so IMDb had a list uh and it said the TV guys top 50 on theirs and i do believe cliff huxtable is no longer number one on that list no <laughs> but people yeah. try to distance themselves from yeah um, i think they they because just... at all costs which is probably a good move yeah yes. i think everyone else got moved up one one space mm-hmm. uh, on that terry uh do you have one more is it the dad who yelled at herman because space aliens he thought his son was a space <laughs> alien no 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 no. he was number 51 dang it ah oh. yeah mm. Yeah. Um, all right. So we we've already established Herman is number nineteen. Uh, another uh, from the 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 Cleaver verse. Ward Cleaver. Uh, he's on the or Beaver verse. I think we're calling it. He was twenty eight. Yeah. Homer. Uh, I'm trying to do the thing where the like the monsters where they recap everything again sure, for nice. everybody immediately. Uh, number ten, Ray Barone from Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number nine, Howard Cunningham from Happy Days. Hmm. 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 Uh, number eight, Andy Taylor from the Andy Griffith Show. Mm. Oh, mm. that's a good yeah. Uh, uh, number seven, Steve Douglas from My Three Sons. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, you have to be a good dad because just because that show is called My Three Sons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, we move up uh, to number six, Jim Anderson, Father Knows Best. I do oh. believe that's the one just in like a recent episode I referenced because uh, you wanted to lean on the mantle. Yeah, you want to lean on the mantle like him. Oh. So it's a good thing that he came in ahead of Herman. Yeah. If Herman's looking up to him. Good yeah, point. For sure. Yeah. Uh, number five, Danny Williams from Make Room for Daddy. <laughs> Boy, man, I love how um, like this list yeah. makes me feel <laughs> young. Young, yeah. You make well, especially these so these young. next ones. These next ones really are, Derek. Uh, number four, Charles Ingalls, Little House on the Prairie. Wow, <laughs> wow. There hasn't um, there hasn't been better dads. Okay. Number nope. <laughs> number three, nope. John Walton Senior from the Waltons. Come on, <laughs> TV Guide. See, he's the best your... dad. <sighs> number two, and Derek, I'm surprised you didn't get this one. Uh, ben Cartwright. Oh, um, from Bonanza. Bonanza. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to say for two <laughs> from everything I know about Bonanza. He's not a good dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I yeah. only thing I know from Bonanza is the retelling of Bonanza episodes. From comedians. So, yes. mm-hmm. 
Uh, th- so those are top 10. Dan Connor from Roseanne came in at 13. Hmm. Forrest Bedford, the show from called I'll Fly Away. I do not even know what that is. No, um, he came guy. in at se- he came in at seventeen. <laughs> I honestly like this, this is the only one of the names of these shows that I did not actually recognize the name of the show. I know you you would like to point out the things that nobody knows and say yeah. like we should all know them. Well, I hope I thought maybe one of you two knew what that was. Uh, well, I didn't know that. Keith, you uh, are the master of obscurity, and you and if you don't know it, then yeah. we probably don't either. Well, it can't be too obscure if he's like. Number 17 on a top 20 in a 20 year old list. Yes. Yeah. There's um, a chance it's obscure. George Lopez was 18th. I assume over time, he probably dips down a little bit. Um, and like Homer moves from up what show? The George Lopez show. He had a show. Yeah. yeah. I remember yeah. watching that Nick at night. Yep. yep. Uh, man. Tim Taylor was number 20. Ugh. The tool man. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. Andy, Andy Sipowitz was 31. Sipowitz. From NYPD Blue. Yep. <laughs> that doesn't seem like a very dad-centric yeah. show. <laughs> uh, uh, Jason Seaver from Growing Pains was 37. George Jefferson, 44. I'm trying to see if any of the rest of these are really... What, George um, Jetson? Fred nope. He, great TV he, dad. He, he, did not, he did not make it. Uh, Fred Flintstone. They don't have it. There's no animated ones on here. Homer. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, duh. yeah. Um. There's no other ones. That's in, but those are, that's interesting. Uh, Archie Bunker was 24th. Hmm. Uh, Tony Maselli from Who's the Boss was 23rd. Uh, Philip Banks from The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. That'd be the last one I think really oh, stands gosh. out. He was 34th. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna do top 10, and then I'm just gonna randomly suggest. No, no, I, no, I, no, I just ran through a couple of the other ones. Look, you told me to stop being pick out obscure ones, so I went through the ones that people would know the most. <laughs> All right, all right. I didn't go with Doug Lawrence from Family. <laughs> you, you, boy, you wanted to say it, and you just did. Yeah. You better, you better be a good yeah. dad. Oh yeah. my mm-hmm. god, this is that's this an interesting one, list. It it makes me miss the year two thousand four, <laughs> when things were so much simpler back then. Yeah, the dad from Bonanza and Cosby <laughs> could be revered. Yeah, they were the great people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Back then, not now. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Probably not then yeah. either. Yeah, you know what? That's a good point. <laughs> Probably never were uh, necessarily. Yeah. I mean, it does show you that at some point in time, though, people put a. Uh, I mean, even in 2004, people still were putting a lot of faith in the father of Western TV shows from the 60s. Yeah. 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 Uh, Bananas of the Waltons and Little House on the Prairie getting. There's a lot of 30 of and fives. 40 year old TV shows, maybe even 50 year old TV shows on that list in 2004. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. what? what uh, Danny Tanner? He wasn't on there from uh, Full House. Uh, no. Wow. Either was Al Bundy. Yeah, I, I would the, say Al Bundy's a better dad than um, Papa Bonanza. Yeah. The dad from oh. Brady Bunch. Uh, yeah, he's uh number fourteen. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, is Gomez so, on there? No, he's not. Dang. Okay. And that I'm actually very shocked by. Yeah, I like Gomez. He's weird, yeah. but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got a way about him. I don't know. It seems weird that he that he did not make uh, this list, considering it does have a lot of these very older shows on. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. anyway, it, I don't. That's not obscure, but I don't want to possibly go over more obscure stuff. So, there you go, Derek. <laughs> keep, keep taking offense because keep, I don't know how you can not realize that you know all this weird minutia from. 
days of yore, and you and you get days and you, of yore, you, like the sixteen hundreds, and you get upset when other people don't remember it the same way you no, do. I said I don't even know what I'll fly away is. I I know it's got the guy, but it's got but the guy you, from you, uh, Law and Order. But you went through it, and you're like, well, if I don't know what it is, you probably do. No. <laughs> I thought maybe I, I thought maybe one of the two of you had heard of it before. No, I don't know what it is. Carried never even heard of the Fall Guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of which, uh, apparently uh, Ryan Gosling and uh, Emily Blunt are making a Fall Guy movie. Oh, now this isn't like video game Fall Guys we're talking about. No, no, this is the one that we recently referenced and sang along with. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it, yeah. at least oh, I like yeah, those. Two. That was great. So anyway, there you go. I'm headed up. I'm running up. You guys keep staying down there if you want, but I'm headed up. Too late. We're on the boat, Keith. I've got the motor going. (laughs) Wait a minute. How did I get on the boat? I was just. Yeah. Well, there's maybe some passages uh, in the walls that we haven't told you about yet. Yeah. There's some also some lost time. We were all abducted. (laughs) Yeah. By uh, by Forrest Bedford of I'll Fly Away. (laughs) Yep. Yep. That's he flew us away to the scuba Mm -hmm. to the scuba. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, we've already went up the stairs, uh, out the door, through the courtyard, out the back gate, down the dock, gotten on the ship. So Captain Carey, Carey, man, I can't talk to that. Y'all are <laughs> flustering me. Captain Terry or Captain Carey. Captain yes. Terry, uh, the Terry of Kansas, uh, the right. Dr. Terry of Kansas, is going to take us three miles out into international waters so we can plunge deep, deep, deep down to the gates of hell. For another skooma. All right. So now that we're down here, um, this episode was directed by a very familiar name, Joseph mm-hmm. Pevney. You've seen this guy a lot recently. Yes. Um, we actually even covered him last time, uh, the Dance With Me Herman episode. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, he did a lot of work as a stage actor and director, I learned, though, this week as I was digging around in his... Uh, um, I don't know, his closet. I was trying to find some skeletons. All I found out were some his <laughs> resume. Uh, I found out he did some stage acting for Broadway even. So he's got about 10 credits for Broadway productions. Um, and he acted in most, but he actually directed a couple as well throughout the 30s and 40s. So that's pretty cool. Can I say that I 100% forgot Come Dance With Me, Herman, until you just mentioned it? <laughs> <laughs> Like, wow. absolutely forgot it. Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, I, I, I clicked on it. I was like, oh, that's right. When I read the synopsis, I, I remember liking that one. Yeah. It's just not <laughs> something about the show kind of like it. <laughs> it's like popcorn, you know, it kind of just like disappears after a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this episode was written by Joe Connolly and Bob Mosher. You may mm-hmm. have heard of them. <sighs> We've talked about them a million times already. They've written, I don't know, about a billion monsters episodes uh i'd say we're about a third of the way through their work so we still got a ways to go but i'd re i i feel like i have to mention most of the time that they created leave it to beaver that's probably their biggest like claim to fame i guess i don't know uh but top tv dads (laughs) well i was about to say i mean yeah they got two of the top like 28 tv dads it's great yeah that's not bad Yes, it's like a really good fantasy TV dad draft. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got two the top twenty eight TV dads ever. <laughs> um, nice. I didn't realize though. I was looking at their credits that they are both credited as producers on every single Monsters episode. So hmm. I don't know what that entails exactly, but they were there. They're in. They're in there deep for the Monsters. They have to ensure that their creative 
direction is met. Yes. Their creative vision is met every They're time. Trying to, trying to maintain that particular Munster's brand of humor. Oh, you know? boy. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah, that, that was kind of interesting. That I didn't realize. I guess I just didn't notice that until now that they've been around the whole time. So, good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we got a couple guest stars on this. We got Ken Lynch as Mr. Kemper. Or Kempner, I don't know how you pronounce that. Uh, and then Dora Singleton as Mrs. Andrews. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if there ever was an actor born to play a tough Irish cop, it was Ken Lynch. I thought that as soon as I saw him. <laughs> At least according to IMDb, that mm. is what they say about the guy. Uh, he's got 196 acting credits on IMDb going from 1947 to 1983. He's done a pretty uh, you know, decent amount of television, movies pretty common around these parts uh and he was pretty uh and he was in a pretty popular movie i should say uh alfred hitchcock movie north by northwest yeah very popular yeah big deal uh and he was also in an episode of bat masterson so igor would be very proud That's igor is proud mm-hmm. it's a shame they didn't get a meet in this episode but that was all right mm-hmm. um i know Speaking of Hitchcock, you know, we always talk about how weird all these trailers are for all these movies, but I feel like that was kind of his, like, big thing, right? Like, his movies always had, like, a weird... He was kind of like a, a character of himself. Like, people knew Alfred Hitchcock because he was always in all his movies. He was always, like, really weird with his trailers. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe uh, he started that trend. Maybe that was already a trend. I wish there was... If only there was some way to know for sure how this started, but it's probably impossible to find out. Uh, I'm more, I more want to know why they stopped. <laughs> that's a good that's a bring, question. bring it back yes um but yeah i was watching the trailer for north by northwest and yeah he's like talking to the audience about planning a vacation he goes on for a long time about this gets a little bit cheeky about the movie like murder and all this stuff um i've never actually seen north by northwest but i really need to because i really like hitchcock's movies mm-hmm. usually pretty good so i really like hitchcock i haven't seen them all either i don't think i'm boy i really like jimmy stewart too Yes, I like Jimmy Stewart. He's great. But I remember my my fondest memory of Alfred Hitchcock is always from Alfred Hitchcock Presents TV show because he always loved mm-hmm. that. Good evening. I always liked that. <laughs> and I love that. And he would turn and talk to the camera about the yeah. story. And then you get like a Hitchcockian uh, uh, Twilight Zone sort of episode. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. I, I, was, oh, I was very worried that, that that's what you were trying to get Terry to do with the the knife there when he was like, you know, going between his fingers. Cause I think if you mess one up, then you have to cut off a finger at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's yeah. a, that's one of the, I think that's one of the classic, um, Alfred Hitchcock presents episodes. Oh, really? The, yeah. The, uh, the lady is trying to get, there's a lady she's getting, she convinces this guy to bet and he has to, a gambler in it, Las it, Vegas well, accepts a bet. Yeah. The mysterious but it's not, Southern yeah. Man. But it, but it's not doing that. It's uh, he actually has to light a lighter ten times. Light least. a cigarette lighter ten times. Yeah, and then yep. they do that in four rooms. Yeah, that's yeah. Quentin they, Tarantino steals that rooms. as a thing and then becomes a a point of that story. Yeah. But then this, but like mm. the super creepy part in the Alfred Hitchcock one is like the lady who like is there and like is like kind of egging the guy on. Mm-hmm. Like she eventually mm-hmm. pulls her like uh, glove. She has like one of those long gloves on. She pulls it off, and she's missing like like oh. like one of her hands is missing four fingers yeah. already or something like that. Because mm-hmm. um, she's already failed out. I don't know why I thought it was the other thing, but the, the never mind. The thing from the beginning that you referenced because that's I thought of that as well when you mentioned it while we're sitting at the table. That's similar knives yeah. and fingers. Yeah, fingers mm-hmm. and knives. Yeah, 
I, that's the that's the Alfred Hitchcock thing that always sticks out to me is that specific episode, and that was even before Tarantino reused it. Yeah, uh, he's he's always had like an iconic like his voice. Like you're right there. He's like, well, this is me. I'm Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna scare you about this horrible thing. Or yeah, he drones on about vacations apparently. <laughs> um, but uh, our other guest star, Dor Singleton, has 72 acting credits on IMDb, going from 1952 to 1985. Uh, she's done mostly TV. She was in, you know, the Red Skeleton Hour, My Three Sons. Uh, she had a recurring role in ten, ten episodes of I Love Lucy. Um, and according to IMDb trivia, she was originally going to have a much bigger role in Here's Lucy as a secretary. And it was supposed to be kind of like Lucy's rival at work or whatever. Hmm. Like, Lucy's supposed to be very incompetent, and she's supposed to be the competent one. Um but they cut it out after like the first episode, or like, cut most of it out at least, um, because they wanted to focus more on like Lucy's home life rather than working and stuff like that. So, oh, yeah. it's it's very yeah it's hard to imagine a woman in the workplace. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh god. <laughs> um, the big shocker though, what I found out is Dora Singleton and Ken Lynch were both in a movie together. Whoa. What? Yeah, it's called Voice in the Mirror. Um, and it sounds like a pretty dark movie about a man who struggles after the loss of his child. He begins to drink excessively. Oh, you know how it goes. Yes. It's <laughs> like, oh, nice. Okay. Um, he seems to be in a real bad spot. He meets a man named Tobin, and they, uh, they he also has a drinking problem, but they decide to help each other, and they form like a group, kind of sort of like um, AA. So, yeah, that's kind of cool. It's a dark movie, but, you know, um, that's cool. What are the odds they'd both be in it? Pretty neat. Yeah. And, you know, it's the monsters, so we got to talk about some dark stuff. Well, we're down down deep near the gates of hell. I can see Satan <laughs> yes. waving at us. Hello. Oh, he's always so friendly, mm-hmm. isn't he? Hey, guys. Did you bring me any potatoes? Not yeah. today, Satan. <laughs> Not this time. We know you want that potato. <laughs> if you get a hand on that, we know what happens. End of the world. Surprise doesn't just want potato salad. I mean, it's hell. Wait, you don't like potato no, salad? No. He doesn't like potato salad. Yeah, yep. Well, he, I'm sure he'd accept that as well. No, yeah, potato salad's that, delicious. That's all I've got, so. Want potato salad. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's just, you know, let's, you know, it's very tempting to go down and speak to Satan for a second, but let's just slowly <laughs> rise up, wave, um, you know, just kind of say our goodbyes. Maybe I'll send them a telegram just being like, hey, hope things are going well Too as late. we slowly rest at the surface. Uh, I'm already at the end of the episode, and I've got nothing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. well, Wait a minute. <laughs> it's time warped again. Dang yeah. it. Derek, do you mind going back to the... I'll come back. Sorry, Recapping guys. the episode again, because I, mm-hmm. I don't know how we yeah. got here. Yeah. Yeah, Derek, could you uh, rewind about, I don't know, three hours so we can oh, get Oh, God, it is like three started. hours, too, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> all right Whew, here we are boy that was one heck of a skooma i was i was really excited when you're like they're both in the same movie i'm like oh this could be a fun one to watch and then it turns out <laughs> it probably isn't nope. no it is yeah, on youtube uh, though for sad free. yeah there you go i watched a little bit of it and yeah it looked kind of sad yeah. so <laughs> i don't know if that's the kind of thing i'm up for <laughs> yeah it didn't seem something i'd be super interested in yeah here we are season one Episode 23, 23rd goddamn episode of this show. Follow <laughs> that monster. Originally aired February 24th, 1965. It says here, Herman takes a correspondence course to become a private detective. That's all you need to know. 
Yeah, it's, and, and initially seems like a brilliant mm-hmm. premise. To me. Initially, yeah. I won't, go, I won't go into details. The DVD does give you like a little bit like larger synopsis of the thing, and I read it and I was like, oh, this actually could be kind of fun. Yeah. Well, it gets what I would call a hefty seven point seven IMDb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so seven point seven is one of the higher rated monster episodes. Oh yeah. So that true. means yeah. people watch this and we're like. I'm okay with that and that and that. <laughs> Gave it yeah. a 10. All right. I mean, there's, there's a few things. If people are giving it a score now, I mean, there's a few things that they probably just chuck up to that was uh, the times. And I, I hope I that they're, and they're setting that aside, still trying to base the rest of the episode. But, like, I don't know. I, like, our average is probably, what, like a six overall, like, mm-hmm. like of all the episodes so far. So, yeah, anytime we're getting into this, the sevens at all seems like a lofty scored me there's been there's been very few that i think any of us like actually said were like a seven or better yeah yeah this, this one yeah there's been a couple that i like but i really liked i should say I, I, not that i hate most of these episodes usually i'm like yeah it's fine mm-hmm. but yeah it's i would say you're right that 7.8 especially in like if you're just yeah you're right looking at the canon of imdb reviews it's like really this one i don't know yeah come on i don't know either anyway this one opens with a an interestingly pitched down version of the Munsters theme. Did you notice that? It's like, yes, I loved it. I liked it a lot. It's kind of ominous. Yeah. It was like a little creepy. And Herman walking in the front door. Herman is getting home late. Grandpa's like, where have you been? Lily's already in bed. Grandpa wants to know what Herman's been up to. This is the third night, third straight night of being out late. And Herman says, I am engaged in a project that will benefit mankind and keep the streets of our country and safe for women and children everywhere. Which makes mm-hmm. it sound, boy, he's doing something real important. Yeah, Turns out, super honorable every time. Super honorable. This guy, boy, he's out saving the planet. Turns out he's a detective, a private <laughs> detective. He's even got a badge. He opens up his coat. Yep. It's like, I'm part of, what did he say? Uh... I don't even law enforcement. I don't know what he says. There's like some club thing, yeah, that like you can basically just sign up and get a badge right yeah. away. But mm. gra- Grandpa straight up calls him crazy. And then he, sa- he says yeah. something, and it was such a weird phrase. When the oh. boys from whatever, blah, 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 come with the canvas the house coach. Yeah. Yep. I was like, wow. Don't <laughs> tell them you're my son-in-law. Yeah, that's a, I, that's a, fun, that's a fun term for straight jacket. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Grandpa laughs at Herman. And that's the end of the cold open. It's just that, like a straight yeah, up. Yeah, fast. Might Herman be the fastest, the fastest one we've had yet. Because yeah. I was really I was really thrown off that they cut to the banger. Yeah, and, and straight to the point, too. They set up that, oh, Lily's already alone in bed. She's already starting to get so pissed. She's going to be mad. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know that Herman's, he's been sneaking out at night. So this is, it's, I would, I'm going to give him a compliment. Pretty good cold yeah. open. Yeah. Cut right to the quick. And then we got the banger, mm-hmm. and it's normal speed. And I will say, I noticed the tuba oh, this time yep. that you mentioned a couple episodes yeah. ago, and I dug it. Very nice, chunky tuba sounds at the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I never noticed it before, but for some reason, I was like staring off into space while it was going on, and I was like, "Oh, I hear that," <laughs> or whatever it is, right? And I'm just like, "Oh, that's mm-hmm. good." It was. So we come back from El Bangarino to <laughs> breakfast. Uh, because it would not be a monsters episode 
if they're not engaging in a meal in some way. Yes. The All-American family. They have They are the All-American family. They eat, they eat a lot. Marilyn wants to know what time Herman got in last night. Like, what difference does it make to you? <laughs> yeah. None of your yeah. business. <laughs> None yet. What time she get in? None yet. None yet o'clock. Exactly. Well, I mean, I think, like, you know, obviously she's she's much younger than Lily, but she's also probably, like, Lily and her talk all the time. And mm-hmm. so she already knows like that Lily's like, Herman's out again. Yeah. And they and they're probably already talking a little bit. So now she's like, What time did you finally come in? And, she, and Lily says eleven o'clock. And a, and had a lame excuse about getting lost on the way home from work. That is a very lame excuse. <laughs> I believe it. I would believe it with Herman though. So there's a lot about this episode. We'll get to it, but there's things I just don't get. Uh now Eddie yes. has the moment of the show, which I was like, oh, Eddie thinks Herman is leading a double life. He's really criminal on parole, and he has to go out at night and pay, <laughs> play ba- pay blackmail so they don't tell everyone his mother runs a saloon in New Orleans. <laughs> and he was really into this. He had a very elaborate... I love this moment from Eddie. And this is all of Eddie yeah. for this episode right here. Yeah. He does this... Like, he's done this like a couple other times, too, where he pulls something from like whatever he's been doing or mm-hmm. watching and, and elaborate something that that herman's up to or something like that and yep. i loved it yeah it was great lily's where did you get such an idea oh from the uh, the second show of the kitty matinee <laughs> and lily says oh those horror shows it's like <laughs> so lily thinks eddie should stay home on the weekends digging up bones spot bom, bom. uh herman and grandpa are in the basement and lily thinks they're up to something She'd feel much better if she heard some explosions. Yes, mm-hmm. because, I mean, yeah, I guess that's kind of a trend with Grandpa being down there. You always hear something. It's a, it's a little too quiet. So, for some reason, Herman's a detective. Yep. He goes out at night. I don't know. Well, I, well, we'll find out what the goal of being a detective is. But he won't tell Lily what he's doing. His wife. He won't be like, well, I'm yes. going out to be a detective. I was questioning this the yeah. whole time. Why can't just, he just tell his family what he's tell doing? Him. Well, he told right, so, Grandpa, and Grandpa said the Looney Tune people were going to come get him. So I mean, yeah, I guess it, maybe they were all just going to make fun of him. A, it's my lifelong dream to be a detective, and you all make fun of me. Yep. So we get Grandpa and Herman. They're in the basement, and Grandpa is reading the detective agency ad, the magazine. Um, I don't remember the specifics, but I got seventy-five dollars a week, glamour, excitement, and a badge on your first day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well, there you go. From the United mm-hmm. States National Federal Detective Agency in Tijuana, Mexico. Then Grandpa says a slur, and I'm not going to say it. Yep. He, he, he says, does. my son-in-law, the slur detective. Yeah, I mean, again, 1964, they can get away with that stuff. But I was like, wait, wait a minute. What did they just say? Yes. I'm, yeah, I did a double take too. Like, yeah, and, and what's crazy is I had to bleep that out of that same slur out of that damn Joan Rivers m- movie clip. Oh, with that's Carl right. Lind. And that was in like the yeah, 80s. Yeah, 70s, late <laughs> 70s. Either oh, way. Yeah, okay. So I had to bleep out that slur. I'm not going to dignify the slur here. Uh, then Grandpa says it's a scam with a word that might be slurish. Um, uh, yeah. And then Herman... But Herman, he's got an official kit, fingerprint kit, made to find glasses. And then we hear we're up top. We got the broken handcuffs, pamphlet with 20 easy lessons. Wow, wow, wow. All that good stuff. So, yep. go ahead. 
I do like the imagery of Herman when he's like peeking his eye through the magnifying glass, like it's just this big old yeah. eye. He, he just seems so giddy about it, and then yeah, Grandpa's. And then Grandpa like like I, does like the shoulder shove at him, and like I'm gonna punch yeah. you, and Herman flinches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I I think yeah. at this point they're like, God damn it, why don't we just let them have that ham radio? <laughs> yes, uh, just give him the ham radio, give him anything. Grandpa's really antagonistic in this episode. Yeah, and yeah. seems way smarter than he does in other episodes. Anywho, um, Herman, Grandpa's like, what's the end game here? And Herman says, well, I'm going to quit my job and be in law enforcement. And I'm going to quit my low salary job to be in law enforcement. And Grandpa's like, well, you can't do that. You've been there for 12 years, and you started as what I thought he said was male boy, but it's not. Mm. He said nail boy. Yeah. He said nail boy? Nail boy. As the boy that nails caskets shut. Or coffins, I guess. I guess you don't nail a casket shut, do you? You would nail a coffin shut, though. I mean, he could shove the uh, the things up the tent in with his fingers. It probably works really well just to sit there with the nails and just... Now, mm, that's true. He's probably good at it. The first thing I thought, and I I'll, when I get to editing, I'll have to determine if I edit this out. When he said nail boy, I don't know why <laughs> I pictured crucifixion. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. No, that's I, the first thing that popped in my head so i don't know <laughs> what's going on there oh. well that's you know, a lot about me i guess uh, that's that dark edgy mustard humor that <laughs> yes we know. he works at the crucifixion <laughs> parlor yes <laughs> but no, derek no wonder you're no you always a little uh, little nervous for right outside the game it's <laughs> hell yes <laughs> yeah well, satan mm. keeps satan all he, he always he, gives... satan does this he lifts up his wrist he points at it like the, like he's pointing at his watch. He's like, I know, time is coming. Yeah, yeah. He always gives Derek a knowing nod. I always thought that was weird, but hmm. That, that's, that's it. Right. That's it. Uh, or, but we'll butter him up for it. It's fine. <laughs> Hermit can't quit his job yet. He still needs practice. That's why he's been out shadowing people for the last three days. And then he does this dumb shit where he hides behind Grandpa, and then him and Grandpa do the Shaggy Scooby Doo, like turning in the same direction bit. Oh, yeah. But then Grandpa gets the better of him and spooks Herman, which was dumb as hell. <laughs> um, Grandpa hates the whole thing straight up. And he tells Herman if he keeps following people, uh, if you keep tailing people, you get what we call something like uh, punched in the mouth or something like that. what it was really said. Yeah. But it was like, you keep doing that, you're going to get punched in the face. It's so weird that Herman's been out there and like, just the public creeping on people for practice like that. Oh God. Just imagining that. Well, uh, like kind of gave me chills. And we're going to see what he's been dumped to too. Oh, that's, Oof, that was, yes. it was chilly. Yes. <laughs> it was. But Herman, he's like, he's not having any of it. I'm on the verge of a career in law enforcement. He sent in an application to the Kempner detective agency in town. And the guess what they said, don't call us. We'll call you. So <laughs> he's just waiting for that phone call. He's waiting by the phone cut to Herman sneaking out and Lily is sitting in the front room mending a wolfman doll which mm-hmm. was interesting I like that Lily catches him sneaking out and starts berating him where are you going what is this blah 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 Herman then Herman says instead of just saying well Lily I'm training to be detective so I need to go out and do this <laughs> like he says there's some secret work I have to do that will eventually be of great benefit to my family. 
Yes, this is when it first crossed my mind. I was like, why can't he just, just tell say, her? Hey, like, yeah, I was like, just say I'm it. I'm going yeah. out to watch people because I want to be a detective. But no, no, we got to yeah, we gotta be sneaky about it. Herman's done this a few yeah. times where he doesn't want to tell his family because they, is he a, he's not ashamed of it. He seems very excited yeah. about this. He's really excited. You'd think if he was excited for something, everyone else would be excited for him too. But the Munsters yeah. have a real hard time communicating with one another unless it's yelling at someone or down at someone. So maybe that's why he doesn't want to say anything. It's like, I don't want to get yelled at. Just like the bank teller. He's afraid the bank teller yeah. is going to make yeah. yell and make a grunt. <laughs> mm-hmm. He wants to succeed himself before he tells him, like, hey, I'm a detective. Yeah, yeah. Like, if I tell you I'm going to be a detective and don't follow through, then I'm a failure. But if you don't know I'm going to try to yes. be a detective and I don't follow through, then no one knows and none the wiser. Until exactly. somebody says, remember that top secret work you're doing that eventually benefit your family what's yes. it gonna benefit us and then they'd be i've had enough of this and it gets up from the dinner table and leaves mm-hmm. he pounds on yep. the table and the plate starts spinning I, why is everybody giving me the fifth the, is it fifth degree third degree first degree third ah, degree whatever. yeah first degree some degree it's a degree yeah. in one direction or another the higher it goes the worse it is is that yeah. how it is that no, i don't know <laughs> keith you get third degree burns. First, <laughs> how's it? I think I'm like you plead the fifth. You get third degree burns. I don't know. Maybe everyone's going to give them the fourth. I don't know. Well, the fifth is an amendment. And yeah, then yeah. if we call, if we get a hold of them, then eight to ten, we'll have sixty or so here. Lily's upset because Herman is ruining everything. Lily was going to go out too. She had plans for the evening. Herman's like, well, what are your plans? I was going to go knock on strange doors asking for donations for bundles mm-hmm. for Transylvania. Bundles for Transylvania. Uh, <laughs> unique, I guess. I I don't know. It had never been presented before. It sounds like this is something that, well, she says she's kind of been slacking off on it a bit, maybe. Yeah. I, but, like, I guess because we don't ever see what Lily does all day. Like, so maybe she has these bundles of for Transylvania meetings and stuff. I don't know. Organize mm. You know, that. That's a good point. We never see Lily doing things. This would be a good plot line for Lily to be like, you know what? I'm going to, you know, because we, as far as I know, she doesn't have like a job or anything. No. Like she's like trying to find stuff to do in her spare time and everything. Like she could try to be a detective. I don't know. She's, she could become a wrestling prize, fight. whatever she wants to do. That would be fun. But it's always Herman. who's going Herman. out and <laughs> getting into trouble. I'm, I'm looking yeah. up to see if bundles of Transylvania was a specific thing. There's no I way that got... was real. That just sounds uh, like yeah. a fake charity. All I get is the hotel Transylvania movie collection bundle <laughs> transylvania 69,000 or whatever that was remember what, what was that uh transylvania transylvania six sixty five thousand i don't know something like that bad movie yeah uh so secret work for herman lily's gonna lily was gonna do charity work but now she can't she wanted herman to go with mm-hmm. because she was gonna knock on strange doors herman's like wait no and lily's like no you do it you just you go out and then while you're out send a one word telegram to their friends in the old country starve <laughs> it's like jesus <laughs> that's pretty funny it's <laughs> harsh yeah. take that guilt trip in yeah lily's off herman's like all right but before he goes he opens up his briefcase and it's full of disguises he puts on a note one of those like nose glasses combos he looks in the mirror and he startles himself I hate yeah, scared. I absolutely hated that. <laughs> and then he pulls off the glasses and says, Oh, it's only you. And the mirror breaks. But I love the fact that like just putting putting up just the a fake nose and glasses on seemed to keep the mirror, the mirror from breaking. From breaking. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have Herman in his natural form mm-hmm. to really affect mm-hmm. it. Yeah. 
Also, he had some. He had like a Lone Ranger mask in there, that thing, and a bunch of other stuff. Oh, also, what stuff. is going on? We get, we get to see. We get to see a lot of variety of uh, things he gets some to wear. Some things we don't even want to see. We get to see Herman out and about. First, he's dressed like a pilgrim, standing yep, yep. in a busy. I thought square. he was pretending to be. <laughs> I thought he was being a statue at first. It looked like yeah, he was like, so he's, yeah. he, he was a. Was like, the, it's a statue of the of a pilgrim that's there, whatever park he's at. But what happens to the original statue? Does he like? <laughs> <laughs> take it and move it like he bush, hops up yeah. there also who is like if he's just like training and practicing like who is he trying to see from like he's looking at everybody yes <laughs> he does not blend in at all no no um, so far i'm having a very good time with this montage but yeah so far i'm like this is montage really starting montage tastic i i like to I, yes. I very much like his his next uh yeah. outfit is great he's got a hat and a mustache and a monocle yep. And a mm-hmm. book, and he's I watching him yeah. walk by. Because you know me, I like Herman when he gets in like a new outfit, and this was like, oh, this is gonna be awesome! I can't wait. There's limitless possibilities he can explore wearing these goofy costumes. I'm so excited to see what the but next one is. Limitless. Big mustache. Rules of three, Great. right? Pilgrim, funny. Rules of three. Yes, the last so one's Pilgrim. Be so funny. We've got uptight British individual. Then we get mm-hmm. this dude and a girl on a bench. Mm-hmm. Come on, sit closer. What for? So I can give you a kiss. Oh, I'd be embarrassed. Then close your eyes. Will you close yours too? Yes. So they close their <laughs> eyes and they turn to kiss. Then up pops Herman with giant Oof. buck teeth and glasses Ugh. that have squinty little eyes in them and a weird oh, hat. God. And he leans in. And they both kiss either side of either one of his cheeks. And they mm-hmm. open up and they scream, open their eyes and scream. And then Herman says... And I'm going to try to do this. I'm going to say it as monotone as humanly possible. Oh, me, no peeping Tom, me, number one detective. Uh, that was tough <laughs> because even though it's it's a horrible stereotype sort of thing and was the center yeah. of many comedy bits, probably up until very recently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was hard. <laughs> it was hard to do that without trying, without sl- accidentally slipping into that terribleness. Yeah, I thought I thought right. Jerry Lewis was a guest on the episode. Oh God! Yes, real quick when, when he popped up there. Yes. So my mouth was agape when I saw this. <laughs> oh, Are you serious? Yeah. That, well, I mean, uh, Mosher and Conley, right? They're the producing, making sure their creative vision is met. <laughs> They also wrote yes. this one too, so they did. Yeah, that's all. I got put all the blame on them. Yeah. This and yeah. based on the time, I mean, like, yeah, you're like, oh man, I can't believe they actually have this in here. But I actually buy this one being in there more than the slur that they used earlier on because I was like, wait a minute, what? You said what? Yeah. <laughs> Where here, I'm like, okay, yeah. The, at this point in time, this is a visual that's used all the time, and 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 I get why they put it in there. Uh, yeah. It probably went over big at the time, but like. <laughs> Well, I mean, Ugh, we're not, I don't horrible. think we're too far from or too far removed from Mickey Rooney winning a an Oscar, right, for uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's, where he plays a little Asian man. Oh yeah, oh that's right. I didn't even yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, all right. Yeah, yeah, did not age well. This particular no, part. No. yeah. No, oh, and cool. and this this is really kind of sinks my overall score for this. It's the 
the fact that these things are there and but again the time is not an excuse for you know what time uh, and, and all that it was is an excuse for having these in there but it's just like now you're like trying to rewatch this you're like oh yeah well, this be one what i wouldn't show the kids also i'm gonna say up until this point i don't think i've laughed at anything oh really? yeah outside of eddie yeah I, I like eddie's was just like more of like a, a weird awkwardness to it made me chuckle mm-hmm. but i don't think i've actively laughed at anything so now we cut to I laughed at the disguises, but that's yeah. It. Yeah, I just thought I thought those were funny. Intel, the of mm-hmm. course, the the one that made me do it one eighty. I was like, oh, that's not good at all. Cool. So now we cut to Lily on the phone and hangs up. Well, he's not at the office. I I bet he's seeing another woman. And Marilyn's like, no, Aunt Lily, calm down. But Lily, she's going first thing in the morning down to the Kempner Detective Agency to have Herman followed. Okie doke. Now we get another moment. We're at the Kempner Agency, and there's Lily talking to two dudes. Now we get the ultimate time filler of a Munster episode. Oh, we can handle this one. Describe your husband. Oh, here's boy. a here's an <laughs> easy way to kill two minutes. Yes, they added a few new description things. In it, this it, time it's around, still but... the same joke. Yeah, I. He's just your average I, guy. He's a thousand pounds and twenty <laughs> feet tall. Yep. He's, he's three spins, average. three spins, Terry. Average height, oh, that's seven right. foot three. Does he ever play basketball? No, he keeps catching his head in the hoop. <laughs> well, although he yes. has, technically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, why does she see. think that's average height? He's gigantic know. compared to the people in his household. <laughs> yes. Any of Marilyn's boyfriends come over. He, he's huge and stands tall over them. And like even uh, yeah. Moose Mallory looked incredibly small next to him. Why does yes. she think this is average height? I don't know. Maybe she thinks everybody else is below average. Uh, um, <laughs> what about his weight? Three spins. How does he wear his hair? A little long on the sides and flat on the top. And now the next question I thought was really weird. Ears? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got two. They don't match, though, but only the family can tell. That was the fun, like, new thing that they added in. Yes. So I was like, okay. He's got yeah. just not matching distinguished ears. lantern jaw, piercing eyes, classic nose, and an overhanging forehead. It keeps the water out of his eyes when he's in the shower. <laughs> Any scars or birthmarks? Just a dimple on his forehead about five inches long, this wide and all jaggedy. I hope I don't lose my Herman. He's one in a million. One in a million, by the description, the odds are a bunch higher. Does Charlie have the other, like, this? Does oh, Charlie have the two ears? ears? Yeah, does he oh. have the other two? Maybe. I bet they do. Yeah, I bet they both have one of each. Yeah. So they're both mismatched. Lily leaves. Kempner's mm-hmm. like, well, I don't want to put any of my guys on this one. This is too crazy. And just then, as if he knew, Herman calls mm-hmm. looking for work. <laughs> mm-hmm. He calls himself yeah. 702. This is 702. <laughs> Yeah, and he didn't. They didn't give him this name. He came yes. up with this himself. Self-appointed. Is is that maybe it's on the brochure that he got from the the Tijuana people? Maybe. Oh, yeah. that could be. Yeah. He's that boob that wants to be a detective. Wait a minute, we got the perfect thing for him. We send this boob out, and if he gets killed, then <laughs> the union can't come after us. Great. So we're going to have him follow this monster character. Listen up, 702. We got someone uh, we want you to follow. We'll send you the information. Jealous woman wants her husband followed. So Herman 
Oh, golly, oh, gee. But don't send it to my house. Send it to my place of work. I don't want anyone to know what I'm up to. And then he gets all giddy. I'm a detective. I'm a detective. I'm a detective. <laughs> Which normally <laughs> yeah, I enjoy yeah. Herman's giddy, but like I don't enjoy it in this context for some reason. Like I think it's just another super manufactured thing. Like there's no real reason for him to be detective. Right? Yeah. Then. Other than it's like he's always thought it would be cool. There's not really a setup like, yeah, he doesn't like get mixed up with a detective yes. and starts doing it or something. Yeah. Oh, well. Cut to Herman and Grandpa in the basement. I, I thought this part was amusing. I did like this. This might be my favorite part of the episode. Because Herman says, here's a description of the man they want me to follow. Apparently he goes out at night with no explanation and his wife is suspicious. He's a philanderer. And then Grandpa's like, he's a bum. Grandpa doesn't like it one bit. <laughs> but Herman wants to draw a composite drawing of him based upon the description. It's like, I'm going to draw the suspect. Grandpa's going to read the description. Herman's going to draw him. But someone stole my crayon, which I thought was, ugh. Now, there's yeah. there's a thing coming up here where it's like, what? Yeah. Grandpa's got a pencil, so no worries. Gives him the pencil, but the pencil has no point. So Grandpa does the most obvious thing, <laughs> sticks it into his mouth, it makes a sharpening noise, and he pulls it out, and it's sharp. <laughs> yeah, that, that was another thing where my mouth agape, like, huh? Yes. <laughs> Grandpa's uh, I will say, nice job of editing, though, because he puts it in his mouth, pulls it out, it's sharpened, and you can't tell that they switched out pencils. Oh, I bet you had like a oh. false cap on it or something like that. And he just pulled it off with his pencil. Oh, yeah. Alice can just do that. I think he's just, oh, he's, he's, he, that's the one stunt he can do. I think, yeah. I, I <laughs> eat pencils all day. Oh yeah. That's why he smokes cigars. So he stopped eating yeah. pencils. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's about to happen. Got to kick that pencil mm-hmm. habit. So grandpa starts reading the description. And every time he says something flathead, and long hair, long on the sides, flat on top. He looks up at Herman suspiciously, and Herman goes, "What are you looking at?" And Graham goes, "Nothing." Loved, and he just goes I through, loved it. goes through the whole description. And Herman's really getting into it. He's drawing. <laughs> Herman's drawing. Uh, Grandpa's describing. I wanted to play this clip, but there's so much dead air in it, and it took like three and a half yeah. minutes. I'm like, "Well, it's way too long." So it's like, uh, what was it? Uh, Seven foot two, three heavy set, uh, long hair, flat top, uh, piercing eyes, regular nose, a overhang brow, whatever. And Herman starts singing this German song. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. About his classic nose. Yeah, classic nose, overhang brow. Uh, And he's singing this song in. He's really getting into it, and I'm amused by it, but it's German. I have no idea. Mm. And, that's, and the subtitles were, said German singing when I was watching it. Uh, and Grandpa's like, knock it off! Grandpa yells at him. Grandpa <laughs> says, well, I was made in Germany, which is a revelation. Yeah, true. Well, I guess, yeah, that's true, because, you know, that's a good point, because I was like, oh, of course, you know, because Frankenstein, blah, 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 mm-hmm. sure, Germany, that makes sense, but... I think they have said that Transylvania was like where he was made in the I show. I thought so too. Right? And it was like made by Nazis and fought the Nazis. Yeah. That's my first <laughs> oh. thought was he was made in Germany and then was sent back to <laughs> to take down the Fuhrer. Take out Hitler. Yeah. Yep. yep. And now look where he is now. Hanging out in the park. Uh... Yep. <laughs> and then we get down to there to the dimple and what are you looking at? Nothing. And then Herman <laughs> finishes his drawing. And he flips it over, 
And it's a very nice profile caricature of Herman. Yep. Yes, <laughs> I love that picture. <laughs> well, I probably didn't do it during the actual description because you could. It looked like he was just kind of like mimicking drawing. I, I I'm pretty sure that's probably a Fred Gwynn. Oh yeah, I'm 100 percent sure it's a. Also, during this time, um, there's a lot of them looking back and forth. Uh, they really, really upped the the nostril makeup. Oh, the nostril paint <laughs> is intense <laughs> in this episode. Yeah, and then also so n- like. There's not a lot of paint over Herman's eyes, like because they look to be like off-colored the whole time. I noticed that too. I I think it's meant from at a distance. I think all that makeup is meant not for close-ups, like the nostril paint is for distance, right? And I think the like the lighter colored eyes makes them stand out against the dark under the brow. I think, Mm -hmm. but Uh, it is it it looks very noticeable. It, it was it, insanely uh, like when you get close up because then you can actually see their actual nostrils and then mm-hmm. how much extra they go around mm-hmm. with it. Like it's almost it's throwing me off a bit during what is probably one of the better scenes of this entire episode. I, like I they, really enjoyed this whole part of, of Grandpa being like, hmm, nothing. Yeah. They add like an extra three yeah. quarters inch to the diameter or the yeah. radius of yeah. the nostrils. And then Herman shows the drawing, and then in a recording that was done clearly in a sound booth. Well, Grandpa, here's that poor boob. Here's what that poor boob looks like. And then Grandpa looks at it. He goes, that poor boob is you. And for some reason, Herman doesn't see it. I don't understand how he doesn't yeah. see it. But Herman says, no, he's a philanderer. And if I was chasing women, I'd be the first one to know it. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, they went from really good seem to so (laughs) we have multiple situations in this episode and here's the first of many where they're reading papers for the first time and are surprised by the contents right because Mm -hmm. at the bottom it says right here the person who wants this man followed is mrs lily munster if herman got the description and just skimmed it over real fast you'd think the word munster it's his last name would stand (laughs) out at like a glance yeah like I was asking that this whole time, like, so the detective agency just gave him a description and, not the and name. that's it? Like, yeah. And I was like, I was I was kind of upset with that. And then I, when they revealed it, I was still a little upset that they just didn't read it. Yes. But I was like, why? That doesn't make any sense yeah. at all. Why wouldn't, like, even a video game will say, the person you need to follow, Herman Munster, here's his description. They don't just give you a description mm-hmm. and then you have to go hunt this guy down. Yeah. Like well, I think, I mean, they're giving him this to kind of like make him go away and also so that they don't have any like legal ease or something happens. So maybe they no. purposely don't do that. I guess. But they say uh, Lily Munster. Like plot here. Yes, at the end. And also Grandpa's been looking over that sheet the whole time doing like yes. the, the description and he never once <laughs> sees that it says her name no. on it either. No. So then Herman uh, being the brightest bulb in the chandelier says, so the person I'm supposed to follow is Herman Munster. <sighs> Yeah, yeah. Herman goes over to the lesson booklet looking for a chapter on following yourself. Grandpa says, Herman, look, you can't tell Lily you're a detective. Why? For I don't reason. understand. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't get that. But the episode I've, would be over. Yeah. But I've got a scheme. True. Of course he does. So he's going to go out and he's going to file a very valuable report on Herman Munster. You're happy. Lily's happy. And the agency is happy. Then they laugh. Not a bad concept coming from Grandpa. No. 
Yeah, makes sense, I mm-hmm. guess, in a roundabout yeah, way. But if you, if you absolutely can't tell her for some reason, sure, do this. Yeah. But now we cut to Lily gathering the whole family in the living room. Grandpa, you sit there. Marilyn, sit there. Herman, you sit here next to me. I want you next to me. Why all the formality, Aunt Lily? It's like the reading of a will. Oh, this isn't a happy occasion. Now, uh, Lily explains the episode up until this point. Yep. And then Herman, can you believe Lily had me followed? And Grandpa's like, what kind of creatures are we turning into? Which I think was supposed to be funny, but even the can didn't laugh. <laughs> Good point. Now, <laughs> Lily opens the envelope from the detective agency, much like a Maury Povich episode. She has no idea what the contents are. She's going to open it. She's so sure Herman is out banging other women that she's, she's oh yeah she also like leads into this thing of like she's like i'm not gonna name who it is yes but somebody has been doing something <laughs> and, and herman goes oh, i can't believe you think i'm out there cheating yes. and i'm like she never singled you out you got no idea what well, i mean he should know but at the same time like this is kind of like in the previous episode where it's like hey let's let's lean into asking about parent night and he just mm. jumps right to it and everyone yeah. just ignores like this fact of him being like, oh, I can't believe you're accusing me of cheating on you before she's fully revealed everything in the letter. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and nobody else being like, what? Herman, what? <laughs> like, yeah. they all kind of know what's going on, but him just revealing it like that and nobody like questioning it. Like, let's just go right to the letter. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I found that a little weird. I just hate that she hasn't read the letter up until this point. <laughs> yeah, why are you acting? She's acting so smug about it when like she doesn't know for but sure. She, but she's going to do it like it's like uh, lie detector results or or like uh, 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 the parent father test yeah. on Maury Povich. Like we're going to open this envelope in front of everybody for the first time, and now yes. I'm going to read the contents, and I'm so sure what the contents are. It does not matter. She doesn't even like skim them first. She doesn't do anything. So she opens up, and I wanted to play this clip, but it's like five minutes long, so I couldn't. Yes. <laughs> so like I did write down everything that she says. Oh, good. Get yes. Yeah. So there's she some great she breaks it this. down by the minute. I'm not going to do the minutes. Uh, Herman left the house, petted a dog, yep. helped a lady across yep. the street, attended church, yep. prevented man from beating horse. This is the first time <laughs> I laughed the entire episode. That was I funny. laughed out loud. There was a man who was going to beat a horse. I'm like, that, that's a fight you're going to lose, dude. Horses are big yes. and powerful. Oh, but yeah. good thing Herman you was there to stop him. Maybe he was protecting mm-hmm. the dude. You're saving that man's life, honestly. Yeah. Then he attended church again. And then yes. Grandpa says, so far it sounds like an evening with Pat Boone. <laughs> Keith? Pat Boone? Singer? Oh, I thought you were going to have and... some Pat Boone info for us. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't think that was was that obscure. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he was an actor and singer. Oh, yeah. I lean into the Christian side. I, of I know who Pat Boone is. I just thought you were going to have extra info on Pat Boone. Because oh it, no, no, I, it's a it's a name that was dropped. Yeah, I didn't think like it was that. Frank's I didn't think true. it was that deep of a name. Sorry, my bad. Uh, then he followed. They followed the suspect to Gaiety Burlesque Theater. Then Lily's <laughs> eyes stop and her and she stops and her eyes get real big, right? And then Even Marilyn questions that one. The next minute he crossed the street to avoid the burlesque theater. <laughs> <laughs> I like okay. that. That's funny. Then he went to Rudy's bar and grill, and Mar- and Lily's like, Well, aha, this is it right here. Showed yep. a picture of wife and child to Rudy and refused free beer. And then her <laughs> like, I always carry that picture with me. 
I went to the park, fed some starving pigeons, bought matches from Port Match Girl. I went to church again, I think, in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, yep. And then went home, found wife asleep, kissed wife goodnight, went to bed. <laughs> so the detective followed yes! Herman into his And Lily thinks nothing more of this, that this detective is explaining things now that are going on inside of her house. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also, at, which which made me forget that he went to church three times in one evening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the the and the poor matchstick girl was all of a sudden. Oh, the detective has followed him into the house, and she's not questioning it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like this list. This is so ridiculous. This yeah. is really funny. Yeah. The prevented man from beating a horse is <laughs> the highlight of the episode for me. So weird. Yeah, the only time I laughed out loud. So now after this list. Lily is very apologetic and she will never mistrust Herman again in all of her lives. I, I, there's lots to hate about what's going on here. So Lily gets a whatever. Herman says, I forgive you, but I want you to remember one thing in the great vegetable market of life. <laughs> I have never been one to pinch the tomatoes. <laughs> what? Oh my God. Does that mean what I think he's talking about? I don't know. I'll get a tattoo of that. Mm. Herman <laughs> pinching tomatoes, or Herman no, just, just the, tomatoes? Just, no, just the, the saying. Oh, the whole uh, saying. Yeah, yeah, and then with like uh, some tomatoes that could be questionable yeah. of what they are. In the great vegetable market line, of yeah. life, I have never been one to pinch the tomatoes. Yeah, a weird thing. Yeah, <laughs> there's just there's so much going on here that I just I I really hated. One, the whole the surprise opening of the letter and reading it for the first time aloud to everyone. Mm-hmm. Cause what if it was terrible? What if it opens up followed right. suspect got blow job and black hair <laughs> and she's reading it out loud. Like, come on. Yeah. What is this? So this guy's totally DT. Yes. Yeah. Like, like, Oh, oh well, mm-hmm. so I agree. That's a bad, that's a bad move. That could end in tragedy. Yes. So now we cut to Herman sneaking Holy out shit. the front you door. Me off guard there. Sorry. What's that? You caught me off guard with that one. Oh. <laughs> well, you don't know what's in that letter. No, but yeah, you... this I wasn't thinking that I just yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so Herman is sneaking out the front door again. Again. After all of this, he's still sneaking out the front door. And grandpa stops him. Well, guess what? The Kempter agency gave him another job because he did so good with the last one. And it's to be a bodyguard to protect some poor woman whose husband has been threatening her. His orders are to scare him away. Grandpa laughs. How could you scare anybody? Herman pulls out a noisemaker and blows it in Grandpa's face. And that's kind of my whole feeling for this whole episode is just <laughs> like a limp blowing into a uh, <laughs> uh. Yeah, yeah so Herman's sneaking out at the same time in the kitchen Lily and Marilyn they're heading out to collect for bundles for Transylvania and, Lil- and Marilyn's oh they'll be should be on all fours thanking you Lily what, what does that mean yeah. I don't like that uh, I don't know this, I think they're like implying like werewolf, yeah, like wolf things, so. but it sounded very like I don't know uppity and yes, and like, ugh. yeah, I did not like it. So then we cut to Herman chilling in some woman's living room, but she's on the phone talking to Mister Kempner, thanking <laughs> him. Thank you so much for sending over a bodyguard that was such a terrifying disguise. 
I apologize because I fainted. She thought she really looked like that. Oh, so then we get this. You're sure I can't get you some coffee or something? Oh, no, thank you. I'm, I'm very comfy. He's just reading a magazine on the couch. Don't worry. I'll get it. The good woman goes upstairs to hide. Good evening. I'm collecting for... Herman, what are you doing here? Oh, Louis. Well, you see, I... If that's my husband, get rid of him. <laughs> Lily, you may not believe this, but I'm Secret Agent 702. Herman, you may not believe this, but I'm Sonny Liston. Uppercut right last jaw, Herman, is down. Lily blows the smoke off her knuckles. <laughs> yes. And it's like, let's get out of here, Marilyn. Yeah, that's quite the, the right hook. Yes. I, <laughs> I laughed very loud at that. And later on, like, like an hour or so later, my wife was out oh, weird making dinner. And she goes, did you laugh really loud at something for the Munsters earlier? And I'm like, yes, I did. <laughs> You're getting caught yep. embarrassed. I was like, I was like, yeah, it's like mm. Lily you know, levels him with this uppercut after saying that she's Sunny Liston. I actually loved that line. I thought that part was great. <laughs> I like. I thought that was pretty funny when she <laughs> is it my husband. <laughs> Get rid of him. <laughs> I was like, that was, that was yes. pretty funny. I thought. And then Lily, would you believe I'm Secret Agent Seven O Two? What? <laughs> yeah, it's as if it's some high smug important thing. It's like yeah. I'm here being a bodyguard. That's what I'm doing at night. <laughs> I want I want to give uh, Doris Singleton some credit because I really like you know she's talking about how hideous mm-hmm. Herman is or whatever, and she she like takes a second before she goes in to talk to him like she feels like she has to compose yes. herself she like she like shakes her head and is like Whew, and then she like walks in there I love that that was like a nice subtle like thing it was like wow she really <laughs> can't stand yes, the look of Herman so at all. grotesque now that was the end of the main episode because we come back to the button yeah Herman. On the couch with a bandage on his chin. And Lily's next to him. Grandpa and Marilyn are standing on either side. And Herman explains the episode to Lily. And then says he got fired when she knocked him out. And then Lily apologizes again. Oh, I'm so sorry, pussycat. Blah, 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 blah. And then they get up and leave. Let's go make pudding for my strong man or something. I can't remember what it was. Like, let's go more milk, milk yeah. or make a sandwich. Or It was it was really something. It was It was bad. <laughs> then Grandpa laughs. Boy, Herman, you sure got yourself into a mess again this time. Well, you sure did it this time, Herman. Herman says he's never going to be detective again. But he was reading a magazine at Miss Andrews' house, right? And he saw this in mm-hmm. the back of the magazine. He's going to study to be a hairdresser and make a fortune with his own beauty parlor. Grandpa grabs the magazine and rips it in half. Now, before... Yeah, okay, we'll talk about it later. Grabs the magazine, rips it in half. Slaps it down in Herman's hand, walks away. Herman looks sad. Credits. Solid end. I did like the end joke. I think they wrapped it up pretty well with yeah. that. Didn't need, a, didn't need an overall punchline. The, the act of just ripping the thing up like mm-hmm. is a solid mm-hmm. end. Like Herman just stopped doing these harebrained schemes. Yeah. 
And I, I liked visualizing Herman as a hairdresser. I, thought, <laughs> I was like, I hope that's what the next episode is because that would be an awesome episode. As long as he doesn't, you know, do any unseemly things. Um, yeah, I think he, I, I would like to see that. So, okay, that was season one, episode twenty-three. Follow that monster. What did you guys think? I there are like three things that I I actually really dug, like parts that I really dug in this thing. Uh, four if you count Lily's punch. But overall, like it's, I don't know. There's just way there's two. Every time they do something really good, they throw in like a lame joke, like mm-hmm. one of their lame, like you know, where the monsters Frankenstein monster esque type line, but for whichever character it is. Um, yeah. So I I couldn't ever fully get into it, uh, along with like the very questionable things of the day, uh, throwing me off there. But I mean, I. Eddie's part at the beginning um, and then the part with grandpa describing the like what the person looks like and then just stopping and staring at him every time I, I really enjoyed that a lot mm-hmm. but yeah the uh, and the ridiculousness of the letter thing but yes there's so many problems though going on around these things that it, it makes it kind of hard to enjoy this episode as much as I think I probably should have. What about you, Terry? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I, I did like some stuff in it. It's just, I feel like it's just not very, like, tightly written. There's just a lot of, yeah, like, it's weird. Why can't he just tell everybody that he's being a detective? I feel like he could still kind of do the similar plot line without that. Um, and, of course, there's some pretty bad, like, racist stuff in this that really did shake me a little bit. I was like, really? Like, I can't, I mean... Maybe it was of the time, but still, it's just like you know, because her it is kind of like a wholesome family kind of thing. So when you see something like that, mm-hmm. it's like, ugh, I can't, I don't like that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I would agree that this seems like it's rated pretty high. It's definitely not one of my favorites, but it did have a couple moments here and there that I thought were pretty funny. But overall, I would say, eh, kind of disappointing. Yeah, I mean, this was like episode twenty-three, right? Yes. Is it, yeah, and so like, yeah, it's been what five that have been like super solid from start to finish and there's been a couple that are really clunkers but the majority of them like in the bell curve is this yeah two or three like solid scenes surrounded by a bunch of man you're just punching something up a little bit would have like made this amazing yeah but amazing is a strong word but there's a lot here that is i don't know this whole episode like even if we like jettison the racist stuff right Mm -hmm. right the whole thing to me doesn't make any sense. Why is Herman being detective? And if it's a if it's a get rich money scheme, that's not Herman. That's Grandpa. Grandpa's the one that does those things. So it almost feels like this should have been a Grandpa episode where he's trying to be detective. Oh, I would have liked that. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And then Herman is the level headed, uh, you know, like oh, this is a bad idea. Blah blah. blah. Then Grandpa goes out and does these things. But then you don't get the Grandpa Flandering uh, angle, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which really feels like, uh, I don't know. That feels like, oh, what if we had Herman be a detective and he has to follow himself and then it accidentally looks like he's stepping on Lily. I, I guess that's how they fill it in. I don't know. This To me, this episode, bad. Not a good episode. One funny line about stopping a man beating a horse. <laughs> one funny Eddie moment and the rest mm-hmm. is uh, Um, I know what broke me 
this episode. What <laughs> broke? Okay, so I, I realized I was listening back to some episodes, and I realized, but we say what broke the babysitter, but that doesn't make any sense. If this is your first episode, how would you know what we're talking about? Oh, that's a good Season point. Season mm, episode one, they hired a babysitter that was unflappable. Nothing, nothing that happened in Munster Town broke this babysitter. So something's got to break her. What broke her in this episode, Keith? Um, I think uh, the fact that you know she's listening, she's listening to Herman on the phone, like she's in the next room, and she realizes that he said to send uh, all, all the information to his work, and then hangs up, never tells him where he works. Um, <laughs> sure, <laughs> like also, <laughs> and also put it under his code name. So yeah. even if they didn't know where to send it, they would be like Agent Seven O Two at the parlor, and they're who the hell? Who's return to sender? Yep. Yeah. Like so, how does he get all this stuff in the first place? Um, I think that's what breaks her is that she's like, "What? You didn't tell him anything. How? how what? Do you, how is he ever going to get your shit?" Well, maybe, maybe he got upgraded. You know, he's, they say he's been there for years. He was first the nail boy, but now he's the mail boy, so he probably gets to see it first. Yeah, but they don't know where to send it to. He's yeah. hung up on. They don't yeah, even know his name, true. right? Yeah, they, so he's point. just seven hundred two. Is all he's referred himself to. So they have to be able to figure out, okay, who are we sending all this information about <laughs> him to him that yeah. you know he doesn't know it's him. So what place of business? Yeah, do you refer- yeah. What are you referencing? They could, he could have been like, just use. So there's a few things here, right? Either he goes by seven hundred two, but they know his real name, right? So that would mean oh, that'd been funny. they know that Lily Munster is probably mm-hmm. related in some way. Yeah. Which, again, leads me to believe that the 702 is something on a document that he got from people in Tijuana. Because when he calls them and they're like, it's this guy, 702, he's you know, calling us for a job. I don't think he ever tells them who he is either. I, like, I, underst- I understand that. But, like, so that that was my thing. He, they It's either this situation where he's like, Hello, this is Herman Munster, but please call me by my code name 702. Or they only know him as 702, and this Kempner agency is willing to hire a person that goes by simply a number. <laughs> they don't know who he is, where he comes from, what he is. He could be some crazy lunatic nut job out being a serial killer. You don't know who he yeah. is. Some weirdo hanging out in the parks watching yeah. people, stalking them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah. oh. Was going to that, and then the union can't be bothered if he dies. <laughs> oh, I did not like this episode. Such, it was just not good. Uh, all right, Terry, what broke the babysitter? Oh, I think it's you know. So when Herman's drawing this picture, and Grandpa's trying to convince him that that's him, mm-hmm. uh, the babysitter kind of cuts. She's like, let me look at it. Let me look at it. And she looks. She's like, it's obviously you, Herman. And Herman keeps denying it, and she starts to point out feature by feature why this is Herman. And Herman is just. It could be me. I, just, I would. I would never go cheat on my wife. It's like, no, we're not talking about that, Herman. We're talking about the looks right here. Look, this is you. This is you. And he's like, oh, no, I don't know about that. And then, yeah, eventually she just just throws the paper in his yes. face and just storms out. It's like, I, I can't take this anymore. Mm-hmm. And just she, she she slams the door, gets in her car, and drives away. Not fast, most in motion. She is very serious about this and drives off. Yeah, and I think the babysitter broke. Same scene when Grandpa took that that pencil. And stuck it in his mouth and sharpened it. <laughs> and she's like, we were in the front room last week. I was doing the crossword. My pencil broke. 
I asked, do you guys have a pencil sharpener? And everyone mm-hmm. looked at me like I was stupid. I had to go home and get another pencil to finish the crossword. <laughs> and yet you could have just stuck that shit in your mouth and sharpened it. Oh. <laughs> That's what broke the babysitter. Mm-hmm. And then I, I think off camera, the director, I think it broke him when he realized Al Lewis just did that. Just for fun. Uh, practical Funsies, effects. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Hey, get, oh, boy. Get, okay, get, get, get out of the trick pencil. That, he's already done. Yeah. He's already done, man. Yeah. What trick pencil? <laughs> what? what do you mean? He's, he's gone through five of these already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Then Dr. Delta comes in. A man should not be able to eat a pencil. Um, <laughs> Where's my glasses? I can't yeah. even see the pencil. Oh, Are you a penguin? boy, Herman Munster. That <laughs> been pretty good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. what, what did he say that one time? He had the nerve to have children. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. So... I mean, nice. didn't everybody see Al doing this over by craft services all morning? Showing this trick off <laughs> yeah. all day. There's sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. There's like vegetables, and then a stack of pencils, and just sits there. <laughs> it's like a cartoon beaver. <laughs> they got mad because mm-hmm. he kept getting pencil shavings on some of the sandwiches. Mm-hmm. It's very annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, boy. That was season one, episode twenty-three. Follow that monster, and we made it through. We did, uh, we did with it with flying colors. Congratulations, guys. We did it. Oh, that was yep, a tough yep. one. That was a real tough one. It was hard to even go through because it was so unenjoyable. <laughs> All right, Keith, what do you got for the peoples to um, wet their whistles and appetites? Uh, well, uh, let's see. We're probably one week away from... It, we're probably uh, 821 two. if the world is good to me. All right, we are... We're two to three weeks away from season two of that was great wasn't it uh dropping we are watching the 1989 karate kid cartoon and uh i've i've deep diving into recording sessions right now for it and uh it is a doozy i've, I've done it yet again i really should research these things more before i decide what i'm gonna watch and i didn't and now i'm gonna pay for it for 13 mm. episodes oops only you'd listen to your listener suggestions we all had really mm-hmm. great suggestions but mm, no you didn't want to do that did you? i haven't heard any of these suggestions yet um also uh but <laughs> while you're waiting for that you can go back and listen to uh the uh summer series of bigfoot and the muscle machines which was absolutely fantastic or you can go listen to season one which is pro stars which is the opposite of fantastic but uh still a good uh, series mm-hmm. to listen to and lost in the game Oh, baby, baby, oops, Keith did it again. He watched shitty cartoons. Uh, Is that the theme for season two? I like this. Uh, Dr. Dre of uh, Kansas, you might have some work to do there. Um, oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, I, again, I, you know, I don't really... I picked the things out and then I'm like, and then once I see when they exactly came out, Saturdays in 1989, freshman year, I had football. I had just met Derek when this came out. Why are you um, pitting me to this shit? It's, yeah, oh, it's, yeah, it's your fault. No, uh, but we, uh, freshman football games were on Saturday. So again, I probably was not watching any Saturday morning cartoons this time. Yeah. And, and still thought that I wanted to pick this, wondering if it held up or not. And I don't think I ever watched it. Dang. Yeah. Well, it happens. Yeah. 
maybe season three will will finally happen the, twice the people now. will get what they want. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's, I I should hopefully my third season will be a charm. Yeah. Doubt it. Yeah. How about you, it. Terry? <laughs> um, I do another podcast called Run the Real. Uh, we talk about movies and such. I believe we're probably still going to be on hiatus. Uh, but we were talking about summer blockbuster movies. Uh, we did Speed. We did Point Break. And coming up once we come back from hiatus will be Risky Business. Ooh, so that was a summer get blockbuster. Excited. Came out in the summer, made lots of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I did not know that move. That was the movie with that <laughs> scene in it. It blew my mind when he came sliding down in his yep. underwear playing air guitar. Just make those own. Yeah. So. Yep. Classic. Yeah. It, I'll just say now, I really like that movie. So, yeah, tune in if you're interested. If you didn't like it, let us know. I, I remember when that came out, it was a really popular movie. I remember it was like one of those like surprise summer hits or sleeper mm-hmm. hits. Just, yeah, it's it's kind of weird. It's like different than I expected it to be. It wasn't like I thought it was going to be kind of just like your typical, I don't know, teen sex comedy, rom, I don't know, rom com maybe. I had no idea, but. It, it, it subverted my expectations a bit. I was kind of I was happy about and it. Now what? Mm-hmm. Like nearly forty years later, Tom Cruise still king of the summer. Oh yeah, uh, Top Gun <laughs> too. Yeah, that's true. He's king. <laughs> He's had like one summer movie in the last fifteen years. I don't know. It was good. It was yeah. good. So. <laughs> king of the summer. Fair enough. I freaking right. love that one. Cool. I haven't seen it. All right. Um, and as for me, I got nothing but this. Monsters plus Monsters Patreon. Uh, oh yes, we've we've traversed the Monsterverse. We've done other things. Uh, then an, another new Patreon episode just came out yesterday. Don't know what it is yet because it hasn't been recorded. Um, <laughs> it'll be worth it though. Trust oh God, me. I hope so. It'll be worth it. Uh, do we know what it is? Uh, is it the next one yeah. we're doing? I think we're talking about what was it? The Saturday the 14th, oh Saturday the fourteenth, right? a skooma stowaway. Oh boy, I'm That's looking right. forward to this one. Mm-hmm. What uh, did we bring yeah. back from the depths of hell? Whatever, what is returned from the depths <laughs> of hell? I I have an idea for this episode. Um, I think Terry's doing some stuff too, so I think it'll be a fun one. Um, yes, yes, it'll be exciting. I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, other than that, Monster Hunters on everything: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Patreon. Uh, make sure you do their monsterhunters.com, all that good stuff. Monsterhunters at Gmail. Let, let us know. You know, sometimes we get a little down on these episodes. If you like it, let us know. You know, that we'd love to hear other opinions on it. Um, if I mean, if you hated it like we do sometimes, then also we'd love to hear that as well. I, I'm <laughs> yeah. sure there's people that are willing to, to dive in, in from a bullet for this episode. I just don't know why. There yes. are, uh, <laughs> you know, Derek Ilsa's in painstaking detail. Did he miss something important <sighs> that we should have? Spoiler, there's nothing impossible. important in this episode. No, I mean, like, is there a key thing that you that somebody thought was mm. great? Send it to us at our, at our Gmail. Oh, yeah. Maybe Derek skipped over something. He just didn't catch it. I don't know. Yeah. Don't there's know. a chance, yeah. for up. sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just talk to us. That's I zone fine. out every yeah, once in a while I'm watching these episodes. And uh, mm-hmm. very possible I missed mm-hmm. something. All right. Well, I mean, that's another exciting one in the books. Mm. I like the idea, Derek. You're zoning out, and all of a sudden you... You come to and like you've got a full page of notes. Oh, like, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah I that, that you don't that you don't remember writing. <laughs> nope. Like, Lost time. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. That that's called the Munster bins. That is the yeah. Munster bins right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's disturbing and gross. All right. <laughs> Grotesque. And time to close it out. Like we always do. Mm-hmm.
police lineup. Here, desperate criminals who have been brought to bay appear before the detective force and are oh, questioned by the chief detective. The good evening. Listen. Damn it. You didn't do, like, the cold open thing. No. Or, or like, the whatever, the uh, summary. That looks like him in the background, standing there. Is it? I don't know. He's Doesn't it? Get off. Name, Hitchcock, comma, Alfred. Height, five foot six. Wait, prisoner refuses to make a statement. <laughs> Here's his record. 1940, picked up on suspicion. 1942, spellbound. 1944, notorious. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Real. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Real on Twitter at Run the Real. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gullett. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.